Chris Schultz. Kia ora. Kia ora, Catherine. How are you? Good, thank you. Oh, you went to Hyper Cinema. Yeah. I was speaking to its um, uh, to the absolutely irrepressible mm. uh, co-founder about this, um, the co-founder of the of the Pop Up Globe. Of course, he was as well. And you have actually been along and experienced it. Tell me what you found. Well, I found it to be uh, incredibly weird, uh, to tell you the truth. This is uh, on Auckland's Queen Street at the moment. It's it, again, it's a pop-up experience, uh, this one powered by AI. So it works like this. You, you go in, you pay your entrance fee, and you have your photo taken in about 15 to 20 different poses. And then uh, you answer a few general knowledge questions, wait 20 minutes while AI generates your stories and your images, and then uh, you enter a three-part experience. The first one's a 10-minute movie starring you. The second one's an art gallery full of uh, pictures, paintings, posters, all also full of you. And the third room is a projection room, uh, also full of you. So this is an experience intimately tailored to to you. It's not like just going to a movie and, and watching a film. It's it's all about you and what AI comes up with. It's, it's very strange. Like the, the movie experience is so – it's so weird to see yourself – on a screen telling, you know, they tell this kind of mockumentary story about how you were a champion in your field, whatever you've, you've told it, you wanted it to be. And it's, 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 it's just so strange that the art gallery experience was the weirdest one for me. It turned me into a, um, like a, a horned Viking, uh, a detective. In one of the images, I was uh, cleaning a kitchen and, and I had a miniature version of myself on a leash, uh, it, it's you can take your friends along to have a laugh because it is it is funny. It's well, that's, a very... this is interesting because it's early days and yeah. your friends were actually going to be part of the script that happens. I understand, like the the, the algorithm kind of takes bits of information and comes up with your story. Mm. So, you, in some ways, was it is, is it very early stage in terms of how it works as a narrative? storytelling form? Is it, is it more, um, you know, just a quirky experience? Uh, and second, could you see it over time with the development of the, the, the technology um, having a wider role in, in storytelling, which is certainly what the founder hopes? I've Yeah, I've been wrestling with this ever since I went to it. Uh, is, he, is he mocking AI? Is he, is he trying to show the power of it? I think it's a bit of both. Uh, you know, AI is infiltrating our daily lives, it's writing news stories, it's uh, dislocating jobs, it's it's powering algorithms that sort of shape how we live right now. Um, but also it, it feels a bit janky, right? Like it's almost like at the iPhone 4 sort of stage. So we don't know how long it's going to take to get to the iPhone 15 stage where it's just there and it works and it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is funny. It's funny to see how kind of bad AI can be at the moment. It, it cannot draw fingers. It cannot render fingers. So every image I was in, I had like seven fingers, three thumbs. I had like a second arm poking out of some shots. That's part of the experience, I think. I think yeah. they like that it's it's giving you, it's kind of like using that iPhone 4, right? Like it's a bit janky. It doesn't quite yeah. work yet, but it's there and it, it could 
be really, really good. Uh, Dr. Miles Gregory, we were speaking to, of course, was the founder of the Pop-Up Globe, originally co-founder of that, and Glad Eyes, the digital creative company they've worked with. We, we, listeners, you can go back and have a listen to his very enthusiastic interview. Um, they are looking at trying to uh, IP, I think, and perhaps mm-hmm. um, ramp up in, internationally, because the question will be whether this can become sophisticated and become a, you know, a, real, a really popular branch of storytelling. Um, um, you know... Uh, or, or, or not? Uh, I, I think, Catherine, I think you could see it, this is a very early stage, you could see yourself getting to the point where you can go to the movies with your friends and say, I want to be in a diehard film, I want to play Bruce, the Bruce Willis character, my mates can play the crooks, and sit there for 90 minutes and AI makes the that thing movie is, that's for you. that's different. That's different, and he was adamant about this. It's not about inserting you into existing characters. It is about coming up with a story about you. Um, and mm. and you could see that being... You, look, I could see creative talents using it. The question will be whether the technology, how, how long it takes to speed up and make it a feasible kind of arm yeah. of, of storytelling rather than something that's quirky and fun and, you know, you go and do it. Because you can. Um, very good. Okay. It was a temporary installation. I think it's still running, is it? Or um... It's on for six weeks on Queen Street. Okay. And then I think they're looking at, at taking it around the rest of the country, depending on its success. Yeah. Still Up is on Apple Plus. Uh, sorry, Apple TV Plus. What is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a little more of a linear story, that's for sure. This is a rom-com. Now, I've noticed a trend in rom-coms this year. Catherine, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but it's a weird one. The couples in these shows are not actually getting together. Uh, if you look at Starstruck, Rose Matafeo's sitcom, the third season of that just finished and the main couple of Nat aren't together in it. And uh, Platonic, which is also on Apple TV+, Plus, the, the main couple of Nat also aren't together. They're just kind of friends. But it is definitely like a rom-com. And this still up is also fitting that mould. It's about a couple who uh, cannot sleep. They both suffer insomnia. They're, one of them's uh, in a relationship. She's married, she's got kids, and the other one is a bit of a recluse. He lives at home, and they've sort of connected over this shared insomnia. And that's the show. It's just them every evening. She's out on a mission, usually picking up medicine for her kids or getting something to eat, and um, he's at home, and they just kind of while away the small hours chatting. So three episodes are up right now, and you can sort of see where this is going. If, if my partner was up all night for eight hours talking to someone else online, I think I'd be a little worried and you can sort of see where this show is heading. It is actually um, based on the real-life experience of the show's creators. They have trouble sleeping, and uh, they would stay up all night chatting, and apparently a lot of those conversations have made it into the show. That's what makes the show good. It's these kind of weird, disorientating conversations that you might have at like 3 a.m. when you when you can't get to sleep. Uh, that that's that's what's enjoyable. There are a lot of words in the show. It, it it is something you need to focus on, but it's also just a really nice hang. All right. Still up. Apple Plus. Sorry, I keep getting that wrong. Apple TV Plus. The creator is in theaters. Bit of a theme today. Has this got some mm. um, tech uh, new tech in it as well? Yeah, so hyper cinema is what happens uh, when you want to have a bit of a laugh with AI. The creator is what happens when AI goes rogue and uh, drops a nuclear bomb on Los Angeles. That's the start of this kind of sci-fi film from Gareth Edwards. He made a really good Star Wars movie a few years ago called Rogue One. This is his follow-up. It's it's about AI and the dangers of AI. Uh, the it's set 15 years after that nuclear bomb goes off and America's at war with anyone who is still on the side of AI, which mostly means China. Uh, it's 
it, this is a film that's all over the place. It's got a lot to say. It's like the uh, creator of the film sat there with a notebook, put all his thoughts about AI into it, and then spat that out into a movie. Uh, it's about uh, it's about it's a it's a war film. It's a it's an odd couple kind of film. It's uh, it's definitely sci-fi. It looks amazing. I think that's the, the one thing that kept me hanging in there in this film is the design of it. They spent so much on world building, the the robots, the cars, the the ships, the vehicles all look absolutely stunning. And this was shot on a, a relatively small budget. Apparently, some of it on iPhones. Um, where it falls down is is just in the story. It it gets a little lost. It doesn't quite know what it wants to say about AI. I had a little bit of a hollow feeling by the end of it. But I, I'm not mad that they've made it. This is new IP. We don't get a lot of uh, new kind of original ideas. There are always you know sequels and prequels and and spin-offs into the multiverse. So uh, good on them for having a, a really strong crack at it. Um, I I texted my mate afterwards who who always tells me there's no such thing as bad sci-fi because we just, you know, if you're a sci-fi fan, you don't get a lot of it. They don't make a lot of sci-fi films. And I've told him to go because I think he will love it. If you do like sci-fi and you want to lose yourself for a couple of hours, then um, it, it does. the creator does do the job. All right. Um, interesting mix there. All of them, <laughs> I guess, different takes on some of the... Um traditional kind of approaches. I'm just thinking, God, when did we first start getting CGI in, um, in filmmaking? Like the early, earliest iterations. It was decades ago, no doubt. Was Star it? Wars, right? Right. Yeah. It's, and one it, wonders what came before that, because that's the one we remember, because it was good. Well, <laughs> Jurassic, I just showed my kids the original Jurassic, Jurassic Park movie, and they sat there going, this CGI is terrible. Because that was my first experience seeing dinosaurs on a big screen. I thought it looked amazing. I still think it looks really, really good, because that's a great film. Yeah. Uh, I'm just having flashbacks to Doctor Who and used to see a foot in shot or something. Or I remember a gentleman emailing in once saying, I used to work on Doctor Who. Um, and apparently the Daleks all rolled around on those little rollers that you get chairs, <laughs> that you have on chairs. And they terrified me they as a kid. Was, What's that astroturf you play golf on? That used to turn up a few times too. It's all in the imagination in the end, you see, Chris. Totally, yeah. Thank Dalek. you as always. Thanks right. so much. Chris Cheers. Schultz with what he has been viewing.